podcast people. This is Jason. Welcome back, or welcome for the first time. This is Searching with JTG. It is a podcast. There's like five billion podcasts. This is one of them. Today, I'm going to share a conversation with a very good friend of mine named Mariano Castigliani from Buenos Aires, Argentina. If you've been listening or if you know me, uh, I fucking love South America. I spent a year traveling there from, I started in Costa Rica and traveled by land and water all the way down to Argentina. Uh, And it was a life-changing experience. I learned so much about tattooing and uh, and about how the world is so different for so many different kinds of people. Um, tattooing uh, in the northern parts, like in uh, Colombia, and this is back in 2010. Everything has changed drastically in in the past uh, 11 years, but. Back then in Colombia and Ecuador and Peru and Bolivia, tattooing was kind of way back in the past. They didn't have a lot of access to information. They didn't have the same books that you would have if you were living in Europe or in the United States. They didn't have access to the same equipment. So the work looked like that. And then when I got down to Argentina and I met people like Naza and Mariano and Freddy Leo and Freddy Empuero and Nishin Hadas and uh, Walter de la Soba, all these great people, all of them had traveled, which made all the difference in the world. But it was visible in the work. The work was really different. And I didn't really know where I was going. And another tattooer named Chad Keplinger recommended that I check out a shop called Well Done Tattoos. So I went there and I met Mariano because Well Done Tattoos is his shop. And man, it became it became home for a little while. Uh, I was getting close to the end of traveling for about a year. And Mariano and his crew welcomed me in there. There was Piranha and uh, Dominguez and... Man, Leo, the whole the whole crew was just incredible and super welcoming and friendly. I think one of the places, like if you go to Australia or if you go to Argentina or, or anywhere that's really far away, when you go, the welcome that you receive is spectacular because it's a really far way. So when they get visitors, uh, it's exciting. And there's something about... Latin American uh, hospitality that is just fucking incredible. And it changed the way that I viewed the states in a lot of ways uh, because they were so communal. They shared everything. They shared their cigarettes. They shared their bottles of beer. They shared, fuck, whatever they had, they shared. And it just felt so different to me. And I was constantly inspired, and the women were beautiful. And didn't want to have anything to do with me, but God damn it, they were really beautiful women. Um, so I tattooed there for a while and got to know Mariano. Uh, I stayed at his house for a little bit and got really sick and threw up, and 
he went other places and did other things while I stayed with his cat and threw up. Uh, and then he came to visit me in New York, and we had a great time. He's really such a fantastic person. And I was reading uh, Seneca, an old Stoic philosopher, this morning, and it was a letter about friendship and just the reward of friendship and how it's a two-way street. And if you want to uh, have a friend, it's important to be a friend. And if you want to have love, then love. Um, but there was a part of what he was writing that really stood out to me, and it was this. Any man who does not think what he has is more than ample is an unhappy man, even if he is the master of the whole world. And that is one of the things that really stood out to me down there. It is a country that their financial situation has always been really messy. They're so far away. It's beautiful. It's regal. But a lot of the time, it is poor. It is a poor country. But the people there are so rich. And they are rich in a way that I don't see very often living in the United States, in this land of opulence and liberty and freedom and just excess. What we have is never enough. And that's the whole system. That's how this whole thing works, is that whatever we get, as soon as we get it, we'll want something else. When something breaks, we throw it away and get something new. After living in Costa Rica, it was the first time that I began to fix things because I couldn't just replace everything if it broke. And I, I stopped getting the things that I really wanted because if I had them sooner or later, the jungle was going to kill it and I wouldn't have it anymore. So it kind of broke my consumption cycle. And then I moved back to the States almost a year ago, and it took about 22 hours before my consumption cycle went fucking insane. Um, but I know that that doesn't lead anywhere. And I think that through talking to a lot of my friends down in South America, I'm going to talk to some people from Nepal, uh, I think that they have some really interesting perspective on how the world works and what our place is in it and what's important. Because when we, you know, that I think that that's what he's talking about here. Any person who doesn't think that what they have is more than enough is going to be unhappy, even if they have everything. Even if we have everything, we'll still be unhappy if what we think we have isn't enough. And I think that that feels like the motto. I mean, that's what life feels like for me lately. I don't like it, and I'm conscious of it. But living in this day and age with everything that I have, I have a computer here, I have a typewriter, I have my fancy fountain pens, I've got a printer, I've got windows protect to protect me from the wind, I've got a roof over my head, I've got more books than I can read. I have running water, I have heat and air conditioning. What else do I need to survive? I need food and shelter. But for us to be happy in today's modern world, 
where we're seeing what everybody else has all the time and how what they have is more than what we have, it's so easy to fall into this trap of it's never enough. And it's just not true because we are cared for. We can provide for ourselves. We can take care of ourselves and we can find meaning and significance in the love of our friends and our family by contributing to our community. It's it's good sometimes to take a step back and see that. And it's good to talk to people who have different perspectives than we do. So, uh, yeah, Mariano's a great dude. He's going to tell you how I ate his empanadas. I did. And I would eat them again because empanadas are fucking amazing, especially in Argentina because that's where they're from. So I'm sorry I ate his empanadas. He's very upset about it. But, okay, that's it. I hope everyone is out there. I hope everyone out there is doing well. And uh, I may not know you, but I think you're pretty cool. And you probably look pretty nice today. Okay. Bye. Oh, and I need your guys' uh, help, if you would. If you like the podcast, uh, if you could go on to whatever platform you listen to it, if it's iTunes, I don't think you'd leave reviews on Spotify. But if there's a place that you could leave reviews and write out a review or leave five stars or seven or whatever it would be really helpful and it will help with the fucking algorithm to get the podcast out there so that more people can hear it because that's what is going to get it out there and that helps uh so it would be really great if you could do it i appreciate all the messages very much and it means a lot to hear that it's connecting with you guys and thank you for doing that and if if it's possible please uh get it some traction so that more people can hear it okay you still look nice but so who is mariano all right well mariano is a tattoo warner almost 49 years old, <laughs> who owns Well Done Tattoo with a lot of uh, talented guys. Also a guitar player, a proud husband, and a proud father, if you say it like that. <laughs> yeah. And then, so, and how long have you been tattooing in Argentina? 30 years. This year, uh, 2020, I make 20, 30 years tattooing. Man. I can't believe it. It's amazing. And you're how old? Uh, all, uh, almost 49. March okay. 29. Wow. So what was it like getting started uh, in a country that's so far removed from pretty much everything? For the tattoo. Yeah, yeah. for everything, you say. Uh well, the beginning was uh, hard, exciting, and uh, weird, but uh, it was amazing. It was uh, it was amazing because you have to learn how to figure out everything. You know, you have to see by uh, by yourself how to do pretty much everything because we didn't have enough uh, tattoo culture at all. Nothing, you know. Uh, you guys have almost like uh, more than a hundred years of, of tattoo culture, 
uh, or Europeans, you know, like I said, we don't, we didn't have a, that kind of occidental culture. We have some tribal stuff, you know, from the original people on Argentina, of course, but no like tattoos, like sailor tattoos or uh, the tattoo, traditional tattoos, you know. So the beginning was really hard. It was just a few people tattooing. Uh, I think uh, I, cons I consider myself like uh, the second generation of tattooers in, in Argentina. Um, so that was the beginning, 90, and beginning of the 90s, you know? Man, so then when you, <clears throat> so you decide that you want to start, and mm -hmm. so you said you're the second generation. So yeah. you, what, you got your first tattoo from one of the first generation, and then? Yes, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a guy who works in a, uh, in a record store. It was like... Uh, a regular record store, and then they, they has a like a first floor, tiny first floor, and he was tattooing there in a super small space, like I, I say, something like uh, two meters by two meters, you know, something really, really small. Uh, you cannot fit a table there, you know, it was just a chair. I remember it was a, like a little, little table, like a working place. Uh, two chairs, and it was full of uh, Spalding and Rocher's designs, tattoo designs, which was when I you know when I saw that it was like wow, what the fuck is that? You know, uh, really, it was amazing. It was amazing to see all that information on the walls, like all those Spalding tattoo designs. You know, from the eighties, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, tattoo brand it was right mm -hmm. um, it was amazing and he was tattooing up there so did you get an actual apprenticeship or we were you... talking about yeah with this guy uh, Stevan was his name uh, yeah he he asked me what do you do for a living and I said oh I play guitar uh, you know, I, I like to draw, I draw a little bit. I used to draw in a few magazines, and small magazines, fanzines in Argentina and Buenos Aires. And he offered me to, hey, do you want to learn how to tattoo? And say, okay, <laughs> wow, yeah, why not? So um, I remember uh, buying some tattoo supplies for him. It, uh, it was so sad. I don't know, the machine was a rotary machine uh, made in Argentina, very primitive, you know, with uh, sewing, sewing needles. That was the kind of needles that we use. Uh, and the motor of that machine, man, that was so fucking hard and fast. <laughs> if, if you do tattoos with that, you know, you got a scar like uh, for a month. <laughs> It was, but it, that was the only machines that, you know, we seen back then. So I remember buying some supplies for him and I started uh, like apprenticeship at his store and, you know, tattooing melons, tracing designs. Uh, 
Um, I did my first uh, tattoo on myself. Uh, I did a Jill Monty skull on my on my leg. I don't know why. I, uh, I traced it for a tattoo review magazine, the design. And it was a huge skull, man, uh, like that big. Um, I traced it exactly from the magazine, and it, uh, and it wasn't the guy who has that design. It was on a, a Reeves design. So it was one page, a super skull like that. That was my first. And this guy and uh, told me, okay, you, today you can do the, the outline. Tomorrow you do the shading. <laughs> Bro, that fucking killed my... I was like, oh, man, it hurts so much. No. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> you know, later on, Okay, I realized like, hey, why I didn't do a small tattoo? Why that <laughs> fucking big skull? You know? But um, you know, it was it was like it was magic, you know. Uh, I was really young, and it was a world to discover. Tattooing was a world to discover because it was no information, no nothing, you know. Uh, it's like oh, like a like a new, totally new war for us. And well, here I am. <laughs> I don't think yeah. I, I would love to express to the people listening how far removed Buenos Aires is from from the history that we've had in the United States or in Europe in terms of the access to information and supplies that oh. we've had. And for you guys that were started out there, especially 30 years ago, it, you would not have had access to any professional machines, any flash, any yeah. reference books. If you had magazines, maybe they were old and came from somewhere else. Yeah. But it's not like you could go into a bookstore and find anything or Nothing. see anything. Nothing, nothing. Well, you guys well, that, were completely creating on your own. Yes, pretty much. Um, we were lucky because we, we, we could find uh, those um, tattoo magazines like uh, International Tattoo Magazine, which was, you know, unbelievable. It was amazing. You remember Jonathan Show Magazine? Mm -hmm. uh, tattoo Review, some skin art magazines. You could find new issues of those? Sometimes, sometimes, but new, new issues were expensive. So we, we were you know, looking around to find old ones because we didn't care that much about, about to read those magazines. We care about to see the, the drawings, the tattoos, you know? So we didn't really care about it. Like, oh, I want to read the new interview about Guy Atkinson. No, <laughs> I didn't know how to speak English back then. <laughs> Until now, <laughs> but uh, but I was um, uh, just amazing to check those magazines to and see the drawings, the the tattoos, you know, because yeah. that was the the resource for us to pick uh, tattoo designs, you know. Uh, yeah. We didn't know that uh, you can you can draw your own design and make that design tattoo. Oh wow! That that never that just wasn't in the discussion that you could make your own designs. 
no, 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 no. Um, later you realize, like, oh, if you, you know, you can try to draw something, maybe it works for a tattoo design, but uh, I don't know. It was, it, it wasn't that easy. It wasn't yeah. that easy. Could you tell me a little bit about what it was like to grow up in Argentina in the 70s, 80s, 90s? Wow. Buenos Aires? Well, well, well uh, Buenos Aires is an amazing city. It's a, it's a beautiful city and you have everything. You have, um, um, well, when the 70s, uh, let, let me start for that. In the 70s, we have a um, uh, the dictator government, you know, uh, dictatorship, you say. Mm -hmm. uh, so it was hard because it was um, it was hard to find uh, the proper culture where we have a lot of censorship, um, a lot of repression. So it, it wasn't a free country. Uh, so I, I was really young when that happened. Um, you know, it, it was hard to to grow up on that uh, oppression of environment, you know, with the military on the streets, a lot of police, and it was uh, it was weird. And you, who was you, the dictator? It was uh, like different guys. The first awesome. guy was yes, it was like one 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 guy each year during seven years something like that you know uh but it, it wasn't you know if you read history it wasn't all latin america from central america coming down to south america uh it was like a huge plan um i think the name was uh condor like the you know the the bird is like our uh, eagle, you know, the condor is like South American eagle. So it was a huge plan um, with uh, people from different countries, uh, politicians and military for different uh, countries with uh, the states to, on the 70s, I think it was because, you know, they, they, they put a, a dictatorship in every country. So... If you check history, it's during the 70s, the whole Latin America was a dictatorship uh, government. Uh, Chile, Brazil, Uruguay, you know, every country, Bolivia, all of them, you know, it was a uh, 70s was like that for us. Uh, and then in 83, um, democracy comes to us, which was great because you feel it on the earth. You know, you feel the, the, the happiness of the people. And it was, uh, at the same time, I was uh, starting to be a teenager. So it was good. It was, I was walking in a different, with different air, in a different place. You know, you feel it at the street, you know, a lot of shows, movies, uh, you know, the, the happiness of the people. It's the same thing, you know, in the 80s when the, the the Franco and Spain left uh, after forty years the government you know democracy you know, people was happy and uh, a new movement cultural cultural movement started so it was the same thing in Argentina so eighties for us uh, after eighty three was it was amazing you know it was an open country uh, 
We start receiving uh, international bands, uh, books, movies, magazines. So we are a little bit more open to, to the world. And I, I, was, I, I don't have a bad memories of that because I was, you know, was a teenager, you know, exploring, exploring the world. And exploring. You know? <laughs> yeah. You know, we're a teenager, you have to explore, you know. Uh, my mind was uh, um, all into music. I was a crazy heavy metal guy. I love punk too, hardcore. And, and also I love art and I love comics, you know, movies. That really moves me. It was, uh, I grew up, li- you know, listening to the good music, playing guitar. Um, same thing, trying, if you want to hear something new, new, uh, new music, you have to figure out how to find the stuff because it wasn't in a regular record store. You have to move your ass for that. You know, right now, like you just press a, a button and you can, you get the whole uh, discography for the band that you like. Yeah. Before, you know, it wasn't like that. Uh, I'm not saying that it's better now uh, or before, but it was just different. So you have to figure it out. We, I think in, in South Americans, we have that stigma that you, we have to figure it out ourselves, everything. And that's in our ADN, you know, DNA. Yeah. We have to figure it out everything. Like, oh, I want a tattoo. So, okay. You know, of course, with the years right now, it's really much better. You can, there is a store at the street that you can feel, you can go and buy a gray machine, tubes, colors, designs, books, you know, now. So it's a change. But, uh, but that, before, seems, uh, that seems like a big difference from when I was there in 2010. Like, of course, yeah, 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 yeah. Such a yeah, but but remember, um, tattooing in 2010, it's just 10 years, but it's in 10 years, tattooing, uh, in, in the world is totally different, yeah, you know, it's uh, a different game right now. Um, when you were here, I was, uh, you know, social media, it wasn't that, you know, that uh, on that great. You know, okay, just a few, book. Facebook, uh, MySpace, maybe. Yeah. I don't know, remember. Um, but it wasn't, no Instagram. So, but right now, I don't know how it's over there, but here, everything passed through Instagram, you know? Yeah. Everything. And uh, everything. I was, um, sometimes I, I, I try to think myself, like before the pandemic, like we had the reception at the store, at the shop, you know? And, you know, there is, we don't really need it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> of course, because uh, <laughs> people later, they don't come to the reception to see flash or to see books or folios right. anymore. You know, they, they, they check everything on the, the devices which is okay but it's the new rules and i accept that um but uh it's funny it's funny how yeah everything changed you know i hadn't realized that it was that that's a really good point that within it's been i guess 11 years now things have changed yeah. so drastically yeah and so, so drastically yeah it's so fast wow. um remember before we i don't know there but we we don't need portfolios anymore 
you know? Yeah. At least in our shop, people, they don't, they don't want to ask, hey, can I see your book? No. They already know your work just because Instagram. Totally. You know, this is, um, I, I repeat, I'm not saying it's better or worse, but it, it's just different. I mean, yeah. yeah. So when you, so you started, when you started tattooing and you're learning from this guy. Mm-hmm. And, um, so within that community where you're, you're able to get some magazines here and there, you're able to see some imagery and redraw that or trace that. At what point did, I know that you, you left, did you feel like your work started to change when you made your way out of Buenos Aires? Of, of course. It was like a, it was like a new beginning. It's a, it was a hundred percent change. Um, it's funny uh, how I, I left Argentina. You know, I saw an advertising in a tattoo review. It was a shop that uh, looking for an artist in Texas. And I sent a, you know, a letter with uh, some drawings and some tattoos that I did. Uh, the guys called me at my house. Uh, and hey, you, called you, that you know, <laughs> uh, um, hey, um, you know, we, you want, do you want to work in Texas, in Houston, Texas? It's okay. Uh, I did, of course, I didn't speak any English. And I said, please call later. <laughs> <laughs> so they did. Um, and they asked, they offered me a shot, but, um, you know, but I need papers. I didn't have papers. But that uh, gave me the power to, to say, you know what? It's one city that I want to go and I'm going to uh, know is New York City. So I'm going to go to New York City. So 97, I moved. I just, you know, moved to New York, but with no plan, you know? And I remember the first day walking out the streets, um, going to different shops. And the very first shop that I in was a New York Adorn. And it was funny because, you know, fucking Chris Garber was there, uh, Scott Harrison, and Mike Ledger. And, you know, I, <laughs> I asked for an apprenticeship of, um, and I felt invisible, you know, because... <laughs> No one look at me. <laughs> you know, Lori, the owner, she, she I don't know. She she looked at me like I was invisible, like that. <laughs> and of course, I understood like uh, it's no point to be here, you know, it's, it's super top quality. But I remember uh, walking around and been to Itzarink, um, to Sacred, to some different shops on some marketplace. One uh, guy told me, hey, no, there is no space here because you don't speak English. I was talking to Sean Vasquez. I don't know if you remember him um, from Sacred. He was really cool, but you know the shop was full of artists. And um, it was no no place for for to work there. 
So I remember walking for Fifth Avenue and I saw this place, uh, tattoo, uh, piercing place called Gauntlet. Remember? I, I know. It was a, yeah, it was a, a very famous, because it was a, a San Francisco basin place, a very famous piercing store. And it has um, another location in New York City on Fifth and Avenue and 19th Street. And I remember I, I saw the, the, the letter, the, the flag, and upstairs it was uh, Rising Dragon. So I said, oh, okay, I'm gonna go there and, and uh, talk to these guys. I know the work of these guys. So I'm, uh, uh, I already have uh, the word rejected in my <laughs> forehead. So who, I don't care. <laughs> No problem. My, my, uh, my ego is okay with that. I can be rejected again. <laughs> so I went upstairs and um, I met this guy, Chef Ortiga, who was later on was the owner of uh, Evil from the Needle uh, on London, all box uh, tattoo shop in Camden. Uh, we were talking, he speaks Spanish. So it was easy. And uh, he said, yeah, man, come tomorrow because one, uh, one of the girls, she's moving to Massachusetts. So it's going to be an open place so you can work. So that was uh, the right place at the right time. And uh, it was like, I say to myself, like, yeah, Mariano, this is a new beginning, man. Don't fuck it up. <laughs> uh, like, you know. Uh, learn, learn from these guys, everything new. And believe me, it was uh, a new beginning. To, I started to learn everything again, like put a stupid stencil on. Uh, you have to do it right. So it was, uh, like you say, 100% different. And I was I really, you know, if the expression, like, I don't know, we said in Spanish, like walking on, on clouds. Uh -huh. When you, I, I felt like that. It was like walking on clouds. I remember the first day, um, I did five tattoos. And they they gave me, this machine is for liner, this, for lines, this machine is for shade, shader machine. So these are the needles. I didn't know that it was two machines. You know? <laughs> you know, I used one machine for everything. So, and they gave me a, a seven mag. I never used a fucking mag before. So all rounds, you know, um, it was like heaven, you know. First tattoo, I was so nervous. My my legs were shaking and, and then I was cool. And I remember my pockets were full of money. <laughs> At the end of the day, I didn't know how to do with all that. I did five tattoos, so I have all this money. And I went to, to my boss office, Darren Rosa. And he said to Stephen Huey, who's a flywright owner right now, like uh, explain him how to do a pay sheet to this guy. <laughs> so he did it, and uh, you know, it was like, Wow, I said, you want to come tomorrow? You know, you can work tomorrow. And I started working uh, six days a week. <laughs> I was so, so happy. It was like, no, no, because the money. 
known for that. You know, of course, money was good and enough, plenty enough. But uh, it was because for the chance to learn and to to be with guys like those guys back then, uh, and uh, they were they had didn't have any problem to to share their knowledge to me. You know, and I was so lucky, so yeah. so lucky, and I stayed three months. And rice and dry. Awesome. That, uh, yes. So it must have been hard to, was it hard to get your papers out of Argentina or to get papers into the United States? Super, super hard. Super yeah. hard. Well, sure. I, I, the, the funny thing is like, I tried to do it on the legal, that, that's how uh, twisted the system is. Like, if you want to do it right, if you want to do it uh, proper, you can push you to do it wrong, you know. And I tried until I said, oh, no, I don't, I, I don't want to be my whole life illegal uh, or I don't want to marry that, uh, you know, a person that I don't know <laughs> to get a paper, you know. So... And then I decided to move to Spain. So did you get a three-month visa in the States and then you went to Spain from... Uh... I, I was uh, traveling back and forth, you know, like three months, fly to Europe, back to Argentina, then another three-month flight. But you get tired to do that. And I, and, and I, I tried to, to do it on the right way. So I, I decided uh, to stay uh, and try to see if it's uh you know paying taxes and everything, and try if it was uh like an amnesia you say mm-hmm. amnesty yeah and um that was my my lawyer told me to do that and Darren he was trying to you know to do the paperwork too for me but it was impossible man yeah and then the the towers nine eleven incident so it was you know, the, the last drop. Yeah. So were you able to go over to Spain through connections that you made in, uh, yes. in New York? Yeah. But, um, I have a friend, Argentinian friend who he was living in Spain and, uh, he knew this guy who was ready to open in Madrid. Uh, Madrid was in 2001. It was like Argentina in the nineties, you know, uh, Buenos Aires on the nineties. They, 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 it was the tattoo scene was so little, but it was ready to explode. You know, it was like a few shops. I think they one of the oldest shop was uh, Mao and Cathy. Um, it was the oldest shop in Madrid and Spain. Um, just a few guys, but, uh, you can tell it that it was a huge, you know, uh, uh, scene to explode, tattoo a scene to explode. So this guy opened a shop, um, my friend do the connection and I decided to move. So how long were you there? Uh, five years. It was, um, and it was, it was amazing because I had the chance to, you know, I'm, I'm explore it's Madrid, the, the tattoo scene in Spain. Uh, it was so, so big, you know, and you're right. You have every country 
It's just right next to you. It's oh, a small so country. You can travel wherever you want. And you, and you have, um, back then, they started doing the Madrid convention, the Barcelona convention. And it was a lot of, you know, amazing artists. So, you know, I was lucky to see uh, a lot of great guys working yeah. at the beginning of the 2000. And it was amazing. And I did also a lot of conventions around Europe, so it was really good. So everything is just like starting to unfold and you're getting all sorts of new information and you're trying new machines and meeting people that have so much more experience for you. Of course, yeah. And you're just putting yeah, yeah, it, it was, in your uh, pocket. Of course, yes, like info, info, info all the time. Yeah. And it was amazing. I feel like, oh, this is awesome, you know? Like I had, you know, I had the chance to get a tattoo by Timothy Hoyer in Madrid, with uh, Rudy Fritsch, with Kevin LeBlanc. Um, I met Tantan, you know, Philip, uh, a lot of great guys, bro. And Setsy Ferry, um, Dan Gilsdorf from Atlas, all the guys from Atlas Tattoo in Barcelona. Chad, I met Chad in Barcelona. And, you know, that was the, the time to be there. Yeah. So then what was the motivation to go back to Buenos Aires from Well, from Madrid? I, I was, um, I wanted to have my, my own experience, my own shop. Um, I don't know why I have the, the idea to do, it on, to do it here, to do it in my country. Because um, I, I thought that it's, it's something was missing here. God bless you. But something was was missing, you know, here, like like a tattoo shop, like the shops that I'm, you know, in Europe, like that kind of to a, the a shop to approach uh, tattoos, like you know, like the way I was seeing in Europe. So I, I wanted to reproduce that here. Um, I was doing uh, a convention. Uh, in Buenos Aires once a year, and um, I felt that uh, that um, the people want that, you know, that the people was needing the kind of custom tattoo shop, and uh, that's why I said I'm, I'm gonna move and I'm gonna do it uh, here, you know. Yeah. And I think uh, I was right, you know, because Well Done was one of the few tattoo shop uh, out of the street. A street shop and I think it was the first tattoo shop in Buenos Aires, Argentina one of the first tattoo shop out of, out of the street who was doing traditional American you know and that was amazing uh, that's what I wanted to do back then you know? do reproduce that in my country you know? yeah Which is a great, for my people great yeah. gift to the country great gift oh, well, to the city I, I believe so, you know, at least so. And um, and then I was surrounded with a lot of talented guys, and and we 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 have a name and and around the world doing good, you know. Yeah. And and that's that's a gift. What? <clears throat> so when I think of, especially the first time that I went to South America, and traveled down there, you know, spent. I traveled down to Argentina all by land from uh, mm -hmm. Costa Rica and just really started to see the struggle that went into living in general, 
how different the economy was, how the different kinds of poverty that there were compared to what I'd seen in the States. Um, and then when I got to Buenos Aires, it was like, whoa, this is such a beautiful, romantic European city. Yep. Um, what do you think is, what do you, what differences are there in the mindsets of people growing up in South America, in Buenos Aires or Argentina versus people growing up in the uh, US or in, in Europe? Well, um, of course, there is a million difference between, between us. Um, but like I, like I said before, you know, like a, we have to, we have in our DNA that thing to adapt, to search, to figure it out. Um, and maybe you guys don't have that. You do. Um, if it breaks, we replace it. If it breaks there, I don't know now, but if it breaks yeah. there, you would fix it. Yes. Yes. If, if, yes. You, we, 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 oh, you know, this thing is broken. Let's, let's, let's fix that. We don't buy a new thing, you know, this, because, uh, you know, uh, we, we can put a, a different for a lot of immigrants, you know, poor immigrants, poor immigration from Europe. And we have a different, uh, yeah, it's a different mindset. You know, we have to, we are like, oh, we have to take care of everything, you know, try to keep everything safe. Or, you know, we have a TV for like 30 years. Um, everything is expensive. So you can not buy a new thing every month, you know. But uh, I think that one of the most, uh, you, you know, uh, important differences is that we, we have to figure it out. We, we you have to figure out everything by ourselves, uh, learn how to do it yourself. And that is a big difference. And in Europe, and you, you, you have, you find some, you know, similar things in Italy and Spain, because countries like we have a lot of immigration and you, the the mindset is kind of similar, you know, it's like, uh, we are, we have a lot of immigration for those countries. So we socially and, you know, we have something in common, but um, um, different countries like Scandinavia or, uh, um, I don't know, as uh, the States is a, uh, different world bro yeah it's a super then, different world so i guess what i'm i kind of want to paint a picture of the experience of, of being there and, and creating what you've created and the life that you've created and the odds i think for you but for people in general uh that are down there over time that have have made something really special so that economics in Buenos Aires like I I continually watch them like how can such a beautiful city and such a romantic like incredible city be in such turmoil financially all the fucking yeah. time all the fucking time yeah can you talk about that and what it's like to to run a business in that what it's like to uh you know to live your life where and maybe describe what that situation is economically Ooh. Well, right now, but well, I mean, or, it's always uh, in flux, isn't it? It's, it's yes, changing yeah, we'll so have a, yeah, yeah. I mean, since I was little, I remember like you have a better years and worse years, 
And if you have a good year, try to save money, man. Try to save money and put it in your pocket because probably <laughs> next year is going to be bad. <laughs> and it's, it's, with us, it's hard to do a plan for the future, you know. It's, it's, we, you know we, we cannot do the, a, a plan of the future. Like, uh, uh, but it's, 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 uh, it's not a problem from 20 years, 30 years uh, back. It's... it's you know, our this isn't our history since I don't know. Uh, I think the uh, I don't know from the past century. You know, um, it, it's I, I I always we have the the thing that we are. I think it's a problem. By the way, my vision we are always trying to see everything from you know other countries is better than us. And we have that, you know, like, uh, oh, all, you know, Argentinian bands are, are no good. Argentinian tattoos are no good. So Argentinian uh, movie makers are no good. So, you know, so we have to change that, uh, that way of thinking. You know, we have to, I think we have to uh, look ourselves and then look, you know, different uh, artists from other countries. Yeah. We are always looking, uh, you know, foreigners. I mean, we have to see ourselves. We have a lot here, oh, and God. and we have good writers. We have, um, and that's a difference uh, with you guys. You guys, uh, American people, you guys are, you know, you look at ourselves first, and then the rest. Mm-hmm. And I think that's good. You know, it's it's, it's you're always first, and then the rest. And we we need to 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 change that because we're we're you know we're we're looking always like, oh this band is great this from Germany you know the world is full of good people good artists but um, we we need to change that mm-hmm. and that's a part of our problem too you know um, they kind of I mean we are tattooers I am a tattooer and you know tattooers we we live kind of okay you know how about we're lucky you have your clientele you have a lot of years doing that your profession you're you, you live good you know i can i can complain and i, yeah. I have i have no right to complain of course you, you have better years worse years but um uh it's, it's hard to do a plan in a to the future in, in argentina yeah. I'm happy that after, uh, during the pandemic, uh, the shop survived and we are working, we are okay, and we are dealing with that. That's, that's, I'm, I don't, I don't know. I, I uh, try to think uh, the future is, is next day. Uh, no, in five years from now, I don't know, or next year, you know, and during this time that we are living, it's hard to do plans, you know, at the future. So, but we, you know, we, Argentina, I, I always talk to this with people who wants to, to go and move to other countries. Like, oh, there is better, you know, you got this, you got that, you know. It's a very personal decision. 
it's a very personal feeling when you move to other country. Um, I know people that uh, they move to other country and they never came back here again. And I know people who, uh, you know, they came back at, at the next month. You know, right. it's a it's a very personal feeling to be an immigrant. Uh, it's not easy to move there. You, when you go to the states and or to Europe, they don't receive you at the airport with a, a luggage with a, a million dollars. Hey, how are you? Look, this is for you. Please, please, no. Let's put a red carpet for this. No, no, no. You have to break your ass, and it's hard. And it's hard because uh, in a hand you have this uh, all these facilities like. Oh, I want to buy this machine. How cheap is this car? Oh man, I can op open my shop and you know I can I can make so much money. But on the other hand, maybe you feel so alone, you know. Yeah. So that I think that's one thing that I've noticed of the difference is that in the states we are so uh, individualistic. It's all about mm -hmm. our individual rights and. When I was out in South America, I noticed that people shared everything. Like people, the big drink in Argentina was Fernet and Coca-Cola. And uh, the guys from the shop would just take a two-year bottle of Coca-Cola, <laughs> cut the top off, pour a bottle of Fernet in, mix the Coke, and then just like pass it around and share that yeah. one drink for everybody. They'd smoke a cigarette and share it with everybody. And I think yeah. the only thing we do that with in the States is joints. We just pass joints. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like that is one of the, the big differences I noticed was this uh, communal aspect yeah. to, to living there. Yeah. I and, always um, thought it was really beautiful. Yeah. I know, you know, you were there uh, here and you remember that like uh, you can make a plan in 10 minutes. Like, oh, you, you want to go dinner? Let's go before to close the shop you don't need to 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 open your agenda to make a plan you know <laughs> and i remember but, but it's true i remember being an, a racing driver and he's like hey uh do you wanna you wanna go for something to eat no no i, I can't tonight let me check let's go two weeks from now okay <laughs> which is good is but it is I don't know. We are uh, we are kind of too friendly, like to you know, very Latino style. But uh, th that's um, a good thing about us, you know. But we you're never gonna feel lonely here, never. Um, we you, you can make friends in one night, and they take you out, like oh my like god, you know man. them, you know them from so many fucking years you know? Dude, it was incredible being there like turco yeah. had me sleep on his couch for, i don't know how long too long I was, <laughs> I, it's I get, forever <laughs> i know everybody was so welcoming it was such a familial feeling it was uh was really one of the highlights of my life spending time down there with you guys thank you well, i keep well, coming well. back yeah that's it well a year ago yeah sure so you yeah. keep you you've taught a lot of people how to tattoo. You've taught some really great people how to tattoo. Yeah. Well, yeah. How so many? You, yeah. <laughs> how did that experience come about? How did, and how has it uh, made your life better by teaching uh, people? Well, um, you know, uh, 
is at the beginning, you know, my first apprentice was Turco. Um, and I need a, a guy who helps at the shop and he was really, really talented. He was, when he was sending me uh, drawings when I was living in, in Spain, like, man, I wanted to learn, please. Uh, I know you're coming to Buenos Aires and you're going to open a shop, please tell me. And, well, it was such a long way, almost 16 years together. And, and then after Turco Piranha, and you, you feel like you're, you did right when you see those guys uh, growing and uh, kicking ass like that. You know they're doing now. It's like and and they have not just the the their talent, but they have because it's not just the way you tattoo, the way you draw. It's just the way to approach to people, to approach to 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 the profession, to the craft. You know, and that makes me really really proud of, of them and myself. Like I'm, you know, and they're. Um, good enough and to be with me after 16 years man they can they can do whatever you want they they are they're ready to to leave the shop wherever they want but and they stay with me they um they help keep help me every day with things that i do is too much for me and i can do it by myself and i feel have a lot of gratitude is a really nice feeling. Not just them, you know, uh, Wake, uh, Leon, Joaquin, all the guys, Agustin, you know, all the guys. There was a lot of people around me in Weldon, and I teach them how to tattoo and how to deal with the business. And I'm proud, you know, I'm proud. Man. You know, like every shop has a special vibe that vibe could be negative like the, the shop could be kind of like a dark hole of energy but you know uh, the good shops they have this special energy they have a vibration and well done is just such a hive of creativity and and positivity and fun and yeah it's like a it is a real family experience and it's really something special. Yeah, we we really uh, we really miss that uh, being all together. You know, yeah. Um, uh, we have to adapt to these new rules, a new uh, scenery. So, but uh, I was good at the beginning because you know it was just three of us working together. The shop was quiet. Um, a few days ago, you know, the shop was um, kind of crowd, not like it was before, but it was like, hey, it was four of us working, you know, and I remember feeling that vibe, like, wow, this is fun, you know, yeah. this is, this uh, was cool. It was noisy, but it was, it's cool, you know, yeah. to, to be together, make fun of each other, the laugh, <laughs> you know, the... Uh, the ugly music uh, <laughs> and is 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 fun and this is cool man this is cool we it, 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 the relationship between us is really bad we, you cannot survive with people for 15 
16 years now. No, no, no. Yeah. So I got a tattoo on my arm from Wake that says sans ego, which means without ego. Yeah. Do you, do you, do you feel a difference between mindsets? What's your opinion on the ego in terms of, of creativity, in terms of tattooing and, and just making things? How, how important is the ego and what's the detriment of the ego? Well, of course, when we, I remember being young and then, you know, uh, uh, or have my ego, like, oh, I want to be better. I want to, but um, I want to compete with, but I was pretty much with myself, you know, like, oh, I want to be better because I want to, you know, I want to be better to give me the, the opportunity to travel, to work in that shop, to be, to be part of, you know, and, and the, of course, when you get older, you, you realize that so, so many things that you did were so stupid, you know? It's like, <laughs> uh, um, I remember uh, in, an interview uh, of Mike Malone, um, you know, Rolo. Mm -hmm. And he said, like, uh, the interview, they, they did it. I don't, know, I don't remember who did it or in which magazine, but I, they said, like, uh, he said, like, it was a time that... Um, all the new guys, like Guy Atkinson, Aaron Kane, Marcus Pacheco, you know, were around. And of course, he he was all cool, you know, all news. And he, they asked him, like, hey, how you feel about those guys with, you know, art background, you know, those amazing artists that they, you know, they do uh, lights here, shading there, you know, 3D. And he said, no, oh, they're great. You know, but uh, what I see in this, uh, my opinion on this business is like to keep, you know, the enthusiasm to, is, uh, you know, I, the a hundred koi fish, a hundred thousand koi fish and do it with the same happiness. And uh, I think I'm agree totally agree with him, you know, it's like, uh, I don't care if like, you know, if you have a, you know, 50,000 followers is good. You know, it, it helps you with with your life, with your business is great. But try to, to be in this business for long. That's the, the goal, you know, that's the real deal with this. Yeah. And of course, uh, if you ask me, don't, don't let your ego, you know, Cause you're not like you're you're doing a you're an artisan you do something good you're great you can be better than others but come on you just do tattoos man yeah you're just, just doing tattoos which is okay but if you ask any regular people at the street who is this guy they don't fucking know you you know you're not mick jagger or, <laughs> or, or i don't know put the name that you want you're not Robert De Niro, you know, right? <laughs> even Robert De Niro, or, you know, try to keep your, your feet on the, on the ground, you know. Um, but sometimes people, uh, your customers make you feel like, oh, you are the thing, you know, you are the man, because you're hard, man, it's unbelievable. And, and sometimes you have to fight with that, like, don't let <laughs> you know that feeling that ugly feeling 
to you to feel like you're the man because no okay it's good if you are doing great if you do nice and but take it easy you know yeah <laughs> that's that's my point with you is is you know yeah makes sense and it's a lot of ego in this profession of course yeah so funny i mean I've, i've definitely dealt with it and now i found so much more joy losing my self in the big picture of tattooing and realizing that i'm such a I'm like a grain of sand or a piece of dust in this huge ocean or beach of, of dude yeah uh, i mean we're nothing <laughs> yeah. you know yeah. it's like you uh you just try to to think um just what happened the past year because we didn't at the beginning when we didn't know shit and you have a, a truck full of bodies at the front of your door you know and who cares if you do the lines right or if you shade uh do with shading cool who cares yeah. you know in life you, who cares you know or if you play guitar put the profession that you want who cares you know it's like i don't know i, I personally i don't really care you know? and i mean uh this no my point no no i of course i try to do uh best every day um 30 years doing this and i i i have a lot to learn and, and there is a lot of new people new artists that really impress me and it's like what the fuck are these guys doing it's amazing um but this is one thing you know try to progress to be better it's okay but you know at the end of the day you know yeah it's not really just, that we're not really important i heard something recently from this guy that works with like olympians and athletes he helps them to become better and he talks a lot about our inner voice or our coach like we all kind of have a coach and mm -hmm. that coach is either telling you you can do this you could figure this out you can make this happen you can uh you can get to where you want to go or that coach could be like you're not doing it good enough you're never going to do it good enough you're a piece of shit you suck ever and i think this uh I think COVID gave a lot of us time to actually sit and maybe hear that a little more than we ever had before because we didn't mm -hmm. have any outlet for our our personalities or anything. We just had to learn to be alone. Yeah, it's a lesson, man. Yeah, definitely. But he was saying that when he he works with groups and he would ask the group what they want on their headstone. And it'd be like a couple hundred people and everybody would yeah. ha have the same answer, which would be uh, like a loving, caring husband or a loving, caring father or a mm. wife uh, to that. They wanted to be remembered as being good or compassionate, loving. Nobody ever wanted to be like the best tattoo artist or the, the most famous artist or anything like all of our goals <laughs> that we're searching for what really counts is who we are as people. And I remember asking you before I gave my apprentice, Ricky, uh, who's down in Costa Rica, I reached out to you because you had taught so many people. And I said, what is one of the most important things that you look for? 
is it the artistic talent? And you said, no, it's that they're a good person. They have a good heart. And yeah. I loved that. I thought that was so good. Thank you. I, I, I'm thinking the same. It's, 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 I'm still thinking the same. It's like, I'm never going to get a guy who's an incredible talent and a fucking asshole, you know? Yeah, fuck that. No, <laughs> no way, no way. And we're going to get a guy who treat a customer bad or he think he's a, a god put him on earth, you know? Yeah, God put him, you on earth because you're so good. No, never, 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 never. No, 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 no. You, um, uh, uh, one guy, one tattoo artist asked me once, like, why do you have all this? How do you do? Do you have all these people working with you for so many years? Uh, the, the answer is that it's like, it's, it, we, we have a, a feeling between us and we are, uh, you know, we, we have a good relation. But um, those are good people, you know, they're, those guys, they're not just here because they're great artists. It's just because they're good people, you know, they, yeah. they, they have good hearts. And, and for me, it's the quality. You know, a monkey can tattoo, bro. Maybe. Mm, eh. <laughs> with those machines that you have now and <laughs> the iPads <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe yeah. well yeah well I guess you, you know, could of, do it so a monkey could probably do it yeah but of course yeah. of course better <laughs> <laughs> and um, no but I'm saying uh, doesn't matter your skills you know but this is very important to to be a good people you know good good heart and uh Good person, because you're gonna be with that person eight hours a day, yeah. or I don't know for how long. <laughs> have so, you have you ever struggled in your life with any kind of uh, depression or anxiety? Has has life ever kicked you in the ass a bit, and you had to figure out how? Well, to... of course, so many times. Like um, you know, when I got divorced, it was hard to deal with that. Uh, back then, I had to. You know, it changed my whole life. At the beginning, it was really, really hard. Uh, Turco and Piranha, my two apprentices, they really helped me a lot. They were there to. That's when I'm saying sometimes you need not that support. You know, you need uh, not just uh, a good tattoo. You need a good person to to follow you and keep you on on the right track. Uh, and then I realized that it was an amazing decision to get divorced because my <laughs> life changed a hundred percent. But at the beginning, it was hard. Um, and then my, um, the last, well, I have some um, around three years ago. I have a, such a um, um, how you say. Bad relations, relation with tattooing, you know, I, I felt bad about tattooing. I want to quit. I want to do a different thing. And I, and I was uh, on a fight, an internal fight with tattooing. And, you know, I, I, did, uh, I couldn't find the motivation to, to go to work or, or to do tattoos. You know, I just want to be home. Um, 
you know, it was it was such a weird feeling because, um, of course, you you see that in my work, or you see that on uh, on my uh, time at the shop. You know, I wasn't the boss that you know. You know, I, I didn't want to go to the shop. Uh, if you ask me, hey, you you want to sell the shop? I probably say yes, please. It was a time that uh, I was I was huge struggled with uh, with tattooing. I wasn't happy. Um, I think I burned out after 30 years uh, or 20 something years to to do the same every day. I, I couldn't find the, the you know the feeling to go to work, to do tattoos, to do you know hundred thousand koi that day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it was just disappearing that feeling, you know. And uh, I was happy again to do tattoos, to talk to the customers, to be with the guys, to be, uh, you know, the gay guy that I used to be at the shop, and to do tattoos, to paint again, to, and. Man, and well, that's the only time you ever experienced that in 30 years? Is that the only time? Um, yeah, yeah, wow. yeah, 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 God. yeah. Of course, you have ups and downs, but uh, that was the only time that I, I, I want to really wanted, wanted to quit. Man. It was like, oh, I don't want to tattoo anymore. I don't want to be be a owner of the tattoo shop anymore. I, I didn't feel it, you know. I was, yeah. uh, but uh, I don't know. Um, we have a meeting with the guys once. Um, it was like a slap for me, you know? Um, and I really um, feel the appreciation of that because um, they, they, they were really honest to me. Like, hey man, what's wrong with you? You're, you're not, your tattoos are not right. You're, the shop is, is running bad. Uh, what happened? Like, like put, you know, put you on track and it was like a like a slap, and, a, and I feel it. And, it, and I think after that, I, I I start like you know little by little, you know, little by little, because it was uh, I tried to get the the confidence again, the the trust on the guys, because yeah. you know it's hard. You they, they, if you if they see you that you're not doing right and you don't care uh, and. It, it was, they feel it. Totally. Um, well, it's to pull you back. Yeah, thank God. Thank God. I don't know what I was, was doing now. And, uh, but I, yeah, yeah. And I started again, like I said, little by little, day by day, doing changes, starting to, to go back to the man that I used to be to own the tattoo shop. And, uh, uh, I have the, the feeling again to, and the, the happiness to be at the shop, the happiness to do tattoo, to paint, to do project, to do things, to change. And yeah, it could happen to everybody. Yeah. Okay. After so long, you're doing the same thing and you know, it, it happened. It happened yeah. in a marriage and any relationship. Well, yeah, I mean, and then, you know, life kind of operates like the seasons you know you have summer spring winter fall and all of those of things are necessary for the next of, of I course think so many of, of us try to keep going all the time 
constantly. <clears throat> we don't allow mm -hmm. ourselves the time to take a break or to be able to settle down and let, like, let, I don't know, let the leaves kind of like soak into the ground yeah. and create new things. I don't yeah, yeah. My girlfriend's telling me I, 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 um, I, I like to, to think that uh, it was a storm. It just passed through, you know? Yeah. But uh, it moves me, and uh, I I wasn't happy about it, like about tattooing, about uh, being a shop owner and a tour. Uh, I didn't want to go to the shop. I want to just stay home and be with my dogs, my cats, my wife. I don't want to go to the shop. I know. It was um, just a storm. Do you have Do you have any kind of like daily routines? Things you do every day that make you feel good? Are you kind of free? Bro, I, I, I'm a, a fucking cop, man. Yourself? <laughs> yes. Yeah? And with what my does wife. What day look like? No, no, no. Well, I have different routines. Well, one routine that I had um, during the pandemic, the quarantine, you know, I have this... Um, proposal to 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 before the pandemic to do a book right so this guy asked me hey man we need a book from you, you let's do uh, you don't have any books just let's do it and i said uh, to him like I, I would love to but i don't have any new stuff any new material you know and so he said, okay, no, no, don't worry. We, we can do a retrospective uh, um, of your work all those years in Buenos Aires and New York and Madrid, back and forth, well done. So we have enough material to do about it. Okay, well, maybe, yeah. So quarantine starts here in Argentina. So I said... Um, Man, this is a good time to. This is definitely a good time to to start this project, right? You know, uh, start this start this book little by little, you know, like day a day, day by day. So uh, I start painting. Um, at the beginning, it was so hard because, you know, it was such a long time that I wasn't painting. So the distance between my brain and my hand was like from Buenos Aires to Alaska, you know, it was so fucking far away, you know, it took me a fucking day to do a little page, you know, it was like so hard, not just the, the, the technique, just the, you know, the, the machinery to, to create the creative part was far away, you know, but what am I going to do? I don't know. Um, it's, it was hard. Reproduce yeah. a Sailor Jerry design <laughs> again? No. <laughs> so, um, so little by little, that was our routine. Like, you know, start the day walking the dogs early in the morning and then start creating a page and try what can I do that day? Like, I don't know, create two pages, paint two pages. And, you know, with you practice, you're getting better. It's it's like a like exercise. And um, after two months and a half, something like that, almost three, I have like 
more than a hundred pages in it. Hmm. And it was like, wow. So I have the book. Then I did a fucking book and I, I was, it's not just the book, but I, I was happy with the material, you know? Yeah. It's like, and I was sharing some the stuff with the guys at the shop and they were on friends who are not there at the shop anymore, but are friends. And I was like, oh, and then they really like it. And, and I, I, I thought it was good material. So that was a routine. That was my routine during the quarantine. Awesome. Um, yeah. And right now, I'm, my routine is keep walking the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I like to work, start the day early at the morning at the shop. So, you know, do my appointments. And if I have time, I do one or two appointments. It depends the day. Um, then if I have some time, uh, keep painting, you know, keep painting. Uh, I was doing paintings by commission too. And that was amazing because I didn't uh, imagine the response of the people. It was crazy he really helps to pay my bills uh amazing you know was, i have a waiting list that i couldn't believe uh, amazing I, I was so i mean i had this idea once i have all these pages from uh, sheets from the book i my wife took a picture of me surrounded by paintings and i put it on instagram like okay okay hey, i'm painting by commission now if you want it i will happy to do it and I have so many, you know, uh, like answers and questions and blah, 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 please. Uh, and it was amazing. And I, I really, it was amazing. Everybody was so happy about it. And I tried to have some paintings coming out and and uh, have a uh, thinking of doing a new book. So little by little, but that's pretty much my, my routine. Right now we are in summertime in Argentina, so we are kind of everything is kind of open. So the shop is running in our regular hours. So you know, trying to be at the shop uh, as much as I can. So that's my routine. What's the name of the book? The name of the book is Hecho en Casa. And where can people uh, find? Well, you can write me in Instagram and I will happy to send you, send a copy for you and a copy because uh, the mail is working, thank God. And so awesome. just write me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Took a couple of weeks to go there, but uh, it's, it's running okay. Perfect. All right. And uh, how would you define success? Ah. Is so uh, easy for me. Uh, the answer of that is try to be happy. That's success for me. I mean, uh, try to be happy. Uh, if you're happy, you're a successful successful man. That's that's the thing for me. Yeah. You're happy. Doesn't matter what you have. Uh, of course, uh, materialistic. You know. Talking, so success is if you're happy. If you're a happy man, doesn't matter if you have a, just one rock 
and you feel happy, you're a successful man. Yeah. That's simple as that. And is it true that you, that, uh, okay, been, oh, what's his name? You still my empanadas? <laughs> is it true that I stole your empanadas? That, uh, oh, who's your twin brother? Don't you have a twin brother? A twin uh, brother? Yeah, he's a famous actor. Oh, the one from, uh, <laughs> motherfucker. The <laughs> one from, oh, the one from motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> that guy from uh, Walking Dead, you say? Yeah, I've had his name in my head the whole time, and now I just forgot. Who do you that look guy. like? You look like a... Not, I don't know. They say that guy yeah. before. I don't know. You know that guy. <laughs> uh, that guy. Ah, uh, the famous Latin Latin actor. Uh, oh yeah, I know what you say, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, that's a, the other new series called Motherfucker too. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Who uh, son of a bitch works there, right? <laughs> Yes, yes. No, no, Antonio Banderas. Oh, yeah. So is yeah. it true you guys are twin brothers? <laughs> you know, that's funny. When I worked in Rising Dragon, I remember tattooing this um, Filipino uh, mother and daughter. And they, they say, oh, you look like Antonio Banderas. Oh, I'm going to get tattooed by Antonio. Antonio, oh, we love you. So like, okay. But uh, if you see the last uh, Almodovar movie, is yeah, I, a similarity. Yeah, but... um, could you tell the story of what, what's the story that you have about us sleeping in the same room? <laughs> Where were we? With uh, Dennis. Yeah, in Brazil. <laughs> with Dennis. Yeah. What was that yeah. story? Well, we were. Uh, in, in Sao Paulo, right? Because um, you were doing those interviews. You remember mm -hmm. to doing interviews on I, Ivan? I remember Mauricio and some other guys, you know, at Sao Paulo is tattooing in Sao Paulo is another story for another capture. It's amazing. Yeah. And we were my friend's apartment, Dennis. And I remember uh, three of us sleeping in the same room. Uh, and Dennis, he was farting crazy. And he called you like, hey, Jason. Whoa. <laughs> Whole fucking night, man. That was so <laughs> funny. That was because we were eating vegetarian uh, beans and, and <laughs> stuff like that the, the whole day because Dennis is vegan and, and that was so funny. We were like yeah, that was so funny. teenagers in a dorm room. Yeah, and then uh, the three of us started farting and <laughs> calling our names like that. Mariano. Mariano. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That was. Danny. Oh. <laughs> that was so funny. Man. That, that was funny. <laughs> well, is there anything else you'd like to say? Well, um, huh? Take care, my friend. Take care, everybody. And try to find happiness in the small things, you know, in simple things. Um, I don't know, just everybody try to be happy. 
in those weird times that we're living now. Try to understand the person next to you because sometimes people are not doing things on purpose or because hates you. It's just because you make a mistake. So it's, uh, it's, a, good, it's a good exercise, man. Uh, I, I realized that uh, uh, Buenos Aires, since a few years ago, the city was like, ah, you know, getting an angry city. And you see on the streets, you know, sometimes like it's, it's just a mistake, you know, and try to, to understand that we are not perfect. We make mistakes all the time. And if I made a mistake, it's not because I want you to do bad or to, you know, because I hate you. It's because I'm clumsy. I'm, I make a mistake. I'm sorry, you know, and try trying to do that, to exercise that. I think that's a good thing. And those weird times that we're living now. Especially nowadays. Man, that's great. Yeah. I love that. Thank you, man. Thank you so Thank much you. for sharing your time with us and uh, very much. Please, anytime, you know, I love you, bro. The theme song is by my friend Dave Perry down in Costa Rica. You can find his music on Bandcamp.
journey to the one. I'm a child of the stars and I'm making my way home. Home is where the heart is and it's home where I belong. I'm a cosmic pilgrim and I'm here to sing my song.